Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Mesa Christian Church. Thanks so much, Tim. Wow. God's in the house today. It's a bit cool these last few days. Looks like uh, some of the folks have said, we're coming to the 10.30 today, and that's fine. Last couple of weeks, our 10.30 has been a lot bigger than our 8.30 because people are enjoying snuggled up. That's okay, but here's the, you're the ones that are out ready. The presence of God's in this house. Just close your eyes for a moment. The Holy Spirit's here. I, uh, as we were worshipping, I just felt stirred. I saw some people walking out of a challenging place, and I felt the Lord say, don't just walk slowly start to pick up pace because the freedom is in front of you don't keep looking behind the freedom is in front of you there's a new place of overflow and freedom for your life and I feel the Holy Spirit say don't look back and don't go slowly start to pick up pace in your thinking and freedom and the uh, release that's yours and for your family and I believe that God's calling us to to lift our eyes and to, to pick up pace don't just struggle along and say well this is the best it's going to get because God says no I'm going to speed the process and there'll be a freedom and as you walk forward the presence of God will start to just grab you and take you forward in a faster way and you will enjoy the journey once again you will if that word's speaking to your heart just reach up to heaven right now just reach up to heaven and let it let the spirit of God I just feel his presence right now just just take it for what that means to you the Holy Spirit's here I just feel his amazing amazing love don't look back and like I shared last week don't keep describing the problem or the need Start declaring the promise and the provision for your life. It's so easy to go over and over and describe and talk about the need or the problem or the challenge or the opposition. But the Spirit of God says, stop describing the problem. I know all about it. Start declaring the promises of God over your life. Start declaring the prophecies. Start declaring the presence of Almighty God. Start declaring it again and again and again. As you do, what will happen? You will start to pick up pace walking out of that place of grief and loss and the Lord would say don't keep looking at what you don't have look at what you do have because as you do you'll pick up pace and freedom will come for your heart and your life Lord I pray right now for each one that is connected with that word and that promise and I release your presence Lord I release your anointing I release your freedom in this house today and I thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and I thank you now for your living word that will overflow our lives because you are our freedom. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Give someone a high five and let's take our seats. Wow, some of you still got cold hands. You find out who's got warm hands and cold hands when you do that. Ah, God is good. Marilyn sends her greetings. She was down in Melbourne, had a great time with our grandchildren, but it was... Uh, Minus something down there and raining and freezing all week. And she picked up a uh, head cold and flu. So she's um, recovering. Didn't want to uh, cough germs all over you today. But sends the love and uh, pray that she recovers quickly. Wow, God is so good. Last Sunday I talked about declare, not describe. And some of you are here. And I trust that this week you've been declaring the promises more than describing your problems or lack or need. It's so easy to get overwhelmed with the, the, the issues that we wrestle through because we wrestle. We have to keep walking forward. But I believe as we declare more than describe, you'll start to move forward quicker to the fulfillment of God's purpose. 
Today, I want to uh, pick up a thought I had a few weeks ago. I talked about the fruit and gifts of the Spirit, and we talked about the fruit. The fruit will grow, and it went through the nine fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. But this week, God stirred my heart to pick up the thought and talk a little bit about the gifts of the Spirit, because they empower us for life. And uh, when Pastor Don Macton was here on the Monday night, he did some training for evangelism and witnessing, and he made a very interesting statement, and this is really just burning my heart. He said, the dove of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 3.16, it says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And I wasn't aware, but apparently the dove, on its wing feathers, it has nine points on the end of each of its wing feathers. And it has two wings. So the dove is a representative of the Holy Spirit. So on one wing, the points refer to the nine fruit of the Spirit. And on the other wing, it refers to the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. How awesome is God in his creation? Makes a a dove with nine points on the end of its wing feathers on both uh, wings. And uh, I've learnt that if you don't have both wings working, you're in serious trouble. You ever been out paddling and you lose one of your oars? What happens? You go round and round in circles. I haven't seen too many one-winged doves flying through the sky because they quickly crash, or if they are really strong, they'll just go round and round in circles and then spiral down. Some Christians end up a bit like that. We end up either emphasizing the fruit of the Spirit and say, yeah, I don't understand that sort of gift stuff. We'll just leave that for the, for the, the evangelists and the super saints. Or others get so excited about the gifts and the power, they forget to let God develop their character so that you become uh, love and joy and peace. And I believe God wants us to have both wings flapping really strong, and that's when we move forward, and that's when we can fulfill God's plan and purpose for our life, in our family, in our relationships. And uh, I did a few weeks on uh, the fruit, but today I want to pick up the gifts of the Spirit, and I realized I haven't taught on this area for a while in our church, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And uh, in Acts 1.8 it says, but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Wow, so God will give you power, but he'll also give you ability to know how to live out this Spirit-filled life. And you'll be my witness and tell my people about me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Fruit grows, but gifts are given. Fruit grows... If you've got the right environment, fruit will grow on our lives, but gifts are given, and then it's our responsibility to recognize, receive the gift, and then unpack them. Not too many of us have got a whole cupboard full of unopened gifts, you know? It's hard to believe, but we're in July already. Christmas is only, what, five months away or six, five months away. I can't believe that. I hope you haven't got a cupboard full of gifts unwrapped from last Christmas. I bet not too many kids in your household have still got their gifts unwrapped. They're usually unwrapped by about four o'clock on Christmas morning or if they sneak out the night before and do it. And yet some of us have these amazing gifts that God's given us, but we haven't recognized them or unpacked them and learnt to skillfully use the gifts that God has given us with these amazing gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 teaches about it. In the Amplified, it says, Now about the spiritual gifts, the special endowments given by the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, 
I do not want you to be uninformed. In other words, get to know what they are and let's work with them and grow in them and use them. You know that when you were pagans, you were led off after speechless idols, whoever you were led off, whether by impulse or habit. Therefore, I want you to know that no one speaking by the power and the influence of the Spirit of God can say, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is my Lord, except by the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. So to get born again, it's the Holy Spirit that gives you the revelation, gives you the encounter. You say, hey, Jesus is real, and this spiritual life, I need to learn to live it. So it's the Holy Spirit that helps us understand Jesus, helps us understand the Bible, helps us learn to connect our spirit with the Spirit of the living God. Then it goes on and says, Now there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers. Wow, wow, wow. We should be excited to know how these things work. If we want to live a fulfilling, overflowing overcoming life we need to understand what are these amazing gifts God's given us and yet some of us haven't understood them or unpacked them or we we think oh I'm not really good at that so I'll leave that for the professionals hey these gifts are for every believer and many of us understand the power of them but it's the same spirit who grants them and empowers believers and there are distinctive varieties of ministries and service but it's the same Lord who is served And there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things. But it's the same God who produces all things in all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empowering them. How awesome is that? You ever feeling a bit low on energy? Wow, get the Holy Spirit's presence. Let some gifts start to flow through your life. And let me tell you, energy will flow. I can be a little bit flat and I start praying for someone, all of a sudden uh, the gift of the word of knowledge or wisdom or prophecy starts to flow and I'm, I'm just plugged in. It's like someone just plugged me in and power and energy is flowing and nothing's too hard for your life after that. And yet some of us, we just cruise along with life and we don't do that very often. Something happens when you get connected and start to release the gifts of God through your life. There's an energy there's an empowering, there's a flow of living water that will just change your life. It really will. And it doesn't have to be when you're ministering in a service. You can be talking to your kids and all of a sudden God gives you a word of wisdom to unravel the lies they've been telling you. Uh Uh-oh. And all of a sudden you're in charge again. You're not getting swamped by uh, what they're saying and, and what the enemy's lying to us. You can you plug in, all of a sudden, truth starts to run because the Holy Spirit's the spirit of truth. And all of a sudden, power starts to flow because you realize that the Holy Spirit's power is greater than any scheme of the enemy and any limitation that we put on ourselves because they are supernatural gifts. They take you out of the natural. We so often as believers live just in the natural. Let's live our natural lives fulfilling and wholesome in our relationships, but we shouldn't just stay there. We have a supernatural Holy Spirit that lives in us, and God wants us to live with supernatural elements happening regularly in and through our lives. Don't settle and leave the gifts be unpacked in the cupboard. Oh God, let us release them. Let's understand them and flow with them. And it goes on there. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit, the spiritual illumination and the enabling of the Holy Spirit for the common good. 
To one is given, through the Holy Spirit, the power to speak the message of wisdom. And to another, the power to express the word of knowledge and understanding to the same Spirit. To another, wonder-working faith is given by the same Holy Spirit. And to another, the extraordinary gifts of healing by the one Spirit. And to another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy for telling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people. To another, discernment of spirits, the ability to distinguish sound, godly doctrine from the deceptive doctrine of man-made religions and cults. To another, various kinds of unknown tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. All these things, the gifts, the achievements, the abilities, the empowering are brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit distributing to each one individually just as he chooses. For just as the body is one and yet has many parts, and all the parts though many, that <coughs> from only one body, so it is with Christ. For by one Holy Spirit we're all baptized in the one body, spiritually transformed, united together, whether Jews or Greeks, Gentiles, slaves or free, we're all made to drink of one Holy Spirit since the same Holy Spirit fills each one of us. Wow, 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 how awesome it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Who can remember the first time um, that God flowed through you with one of the gifts of the Spirit? Who can remember the first time it happened? You might have been praying with someone, or you might have been talking to a neighbor, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says, ask him about this. And you know that's a word of knowledge that you didn't know about him. And so you ask him about it, all of a sudden they, think, they start crying immediately. They think, oh God, this is amazing. And the Holy Spirit comes. Or you're praying for someone and you're praying with hope and then all of a sudden you shift with the gift of faith and you know that they're going to get released. How awesome is when it's like you step from the natural into the supernatural realm and something just, you think, wow, this is awesome. God, I want to live in this all the time. And God wants us to live in it more and more, but we sometimes just don't understand how the Spirit works through us. And God wants us to unwrap these spiritual gifts, and let them flow. I believe God wants us to seek the fullness of the Holy Spirit, not just His power and gifts. Some people, when they start to flow, they get so excited, they just start chasing after the power and the gifts. Hey, it's the Holy Spirit of God that we love. We worship our awesome Savior, and the gifts are there to empower you and to bless and reach other people. And God wants us to be aware of that in our lives. We need to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. How are you going to know if it's a gift of the Spirit if you're not sure if it's God or you or the devil? There are three main voices that we all hear. One is the Holy Spirit of God. And that can come with a flow of spontaneous thoughts. It can come with an inward knowing. It can come with a vision or a dream, or it just comes with this incredible sense of love as you are flowing with it. There is your own chatterbox, your own head, your own voice, your own spirit or personality. And when it's plugged into God, that's awesome. It's in agreement. When it's not, it's either taking the wisdom of this world. It's, it's just repeating what other people have said. It's describing your feelings and pain. And the other voice is the lies of the enemy who brings condemnation, always comes with fear, limitation. You can't do it too hard. And that's the voice of the enemy trying to swamp us. So the first thing, if you want to move in any of the gifts of the Spirit, is you've got to learn to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that's not difficult. I am amazed brand new Christians get it sometimes within the first week. 
They just know. They just think, no, I'm not going to listen to that voice anymore. That's, that's the old life. And it's like something just switches inside. Others of us, there's some areas we struggle and wrestle and think, is that you, God, or is that me, or is that the enemy trying to deceive me? When I tried to step out in the gifts of spirit, I was only 18 years old. I'd been brought up in the church, and I used to overthink everything. And I'd feel the Spirit of God stirring my heart to speak a word of hope or encouragement. And I'd be thinking, is that God or is that me or is that the enemy? And I'd go wrestling and just turn myself inside out. And while I'm going through that process, someone else gets up and speaks exactly the same thing that I had in my heart. I'm thinking, oh, God. I was a really slow learner because I just never wanted to make a mistake. I was afraid of, of saying something that wasn't right. So I went for about a 12 months of internal turmoil as an 18-year-old. God's trying to speak to me and through me, and I'm reasoning and outthinking most of those things until God put me in a few corners where there was no one else to speak or to do that prayer, and I stepped out, and I thought, wow, this is awesome. This is the Holy Spirit. How many more confirmations do I need? How many more pink taxis do I need to go down past me to convince me that this is God? And I learned to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit inside, and then the joy and freedom came and my fear and hesitancy and lack of confidence was replaced as the Spirit of God flowed through me. The Holy Spirit will speak and we need to discern that. Some of us listen way too often to the voice of other people, the voice of this world's craziness, so-called wisdom, or the Holy Spirit's deceptive lies because He can appear as an angel of light if we don't know the Word and the Spirit. But how awesome it is to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. There are nine spiritual gifts listed there. The first three were gifts of revelation or supernatural insight. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge or understanding, and the discerning or distinguishing of spirits. There are three gifts of power, getting things done supernaturally. Gifts of healing, work your miracles, and gift of faith. And then there's three um, vocal gifts, supernatural utterances. Gift of prophecy, message in tongues, and interpretation of tongues. They're divided in three different areas. Now, this is not about, aha, that's a prophecy. You don't, you don't have to try and uh, pigeonhole or box everything. Quite often, two or three gifts are flowing together. You can have a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, and discerning spirits all happening at the same time because that's what's needed. Someone said, what's the best gift? I've learned the best gift is one that's most needed. If someone needs a gift of healing... They don't need a long 25-minute prophecy on what their future is going to be because they just got to get healed. So if someone needs healing, you're believing for a working of miracles or a gift of faith. If someone needs wisdom and they're healthy, you're not praying for a healing, you're just saying, God, give me a word of wisdom that's going to help just direct this person through this confusing time of their life. So the best gift is the one that's most needed right then, for that group, that person, that situation, or for your own life. Sometimes we're saying, God, help me. He will give scripture. He will bring wise people into your life. But sometimes God wants to give you a gift of revelation so you can see it. How awesome when you receive the gifts, because when you get confident, are you able to then share it with others? And I believe God wants to teach us more and more to be mature men and women of the Spirit. We need to be open for these gifts and let them flow to be a blessing to the church, to our own lives, and to the family of God. Remember, it's not your gift. It's the precious Holy Spirit flowing through you. Gifts are an expression of the heart and nature of the giver, the Holy Spirit. Every now and then I meet someone and say, I've got the gift of. And I say, uh-oh, hold on. 
It's not really your gift. It's the Holy Spirit in you expressing a gift. And he's allowed you to be the vessel for it to flow through. Whenever someone walks in the church and says, I've got the gift of... I just sort of wait for a little while and see what the fruit of their life is and make sure they got both wings flapping, fruit and gifts. Because <laughs> often people say, I've got the gift of, there's not a whole lot of this other wing flapping. Because <laughs> it's all about them and their power and their influence. So make sure both wings are going okay in your life. Otherwise, you're heading in circles and it won't produce good fruit. And so God wants it. It's not your gift by God's grace, I've moved in probably all nine gifts in various times and seasons in my life. But I humbly know that they are God and they are for the blessing of His kingdom and to help other people. It's not about me. I'm just the vessel that somehow has learned to unpack a few of them with God's wisdom and grace. And sometimes He surprises me and just flows and I'm not even aware it's happened. They'll ring me and say, remember that conversation we had? And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, maybe a year ago. I said, God spoke to me through you with that amazing word. And I'm just scratching my head thinking, I can't remember that really. I remember praying for a young guy many years ago. I was a youth pastor on the Sunshine Guy. And this family bought this little boy and he was about nine years old. He had major eye problems. He was losing sight in one eye. I remember I prayed a prayer of faith and I was still learning how to move in the gifts of faith. And, and I remember praying for him. I felt God do something. I didn't see that family again. They only came occasionally. I met them 10 years later. They introduced me to their 19-year-old son. He said, here's the boy. Remember praying for him? He got healed that next day. 10 years later, I said, you could have rang and told me. It would have really encouraged me in my journey of faith. 10 years later, they introduced me to the boy that was perfectly seeing and said, the next morning he woke up seeing totally. I thought, wow. So sometimes God uses us and we don't even know. He gets the glory. And what a joy. Every now and then he'll encourage you and let you know the response and the change. So I want to encourage you. Don't be hesitant in stepping out and believing for the gifts of spirit. Walk with wisdom. Walk under spiritual authority. Remember, it's not your gift. It's his gift. But let it flow. Don't hold back and limit it and say, well, I don't really know. Life groups or small groups are great safe places to learn to discern. That's where I learned to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit in prayer groups and in small groups. We'd worship and then I'd feel the Holy Spirit nudging me with a prophecy or a, a word of knowledge and, and I learned to submit it to leadership and work together and that's how I, I grew in that safe place. Natural gifts produce natural things. Supernatural gifts will produce supernatural results. And we're a kingdom of God. And it's beyond our capacities and abilities, it's for His kingdom. And the more you live in freedom, the more you can minister to others. Let's have a quick look at a couple of these today and we'll do some more next week. The first one is the gift of the word of wisdom, a message of wisdom. It's not the gift of natural wisdom. Thank God, some people are just very wise in life. That's awesome. And if you walk in God's ways and word, you will get wiser. But this is more than just natural wisdom. Or wisdom because you've experienced or mature. But it's a supernatural word from God of wise counsel, of insight that you wouldn't naturally understand or know. It's a divine understanding by the Spirit of God. We know that God knows everything. He's got all knowledge. But He has never, he never reveals to anybody everything that He knows. Otherwise, we'd be walking around with a really big head and we wouldn't get through some of the doorways around. You met a few of those know-it-all people, and they're not really nice people to know. <laughs> and 
It's good to have knowledge. It's good to have uh, wisdom. But let's do it out of a heart. It's also the same with wisdom. Note this is not the gift of wisdom, but the gift of the word of wisdom. So it's great to have wisdom in your life and family, but this is a word of wisdom, a message of wisdom that's for a particular place or person or situation. He only reveals part of it to men, that which he wants you to know. The word of knowledge usually deals with past or present events. The word of wisdom often deals with the future. That's sometimes how you can discern, and often they flow together. God will give you a word of knowledge about someone's past or why they're struggling, and then he'll give you a word of wisdom of how they can move forward in freedom. They are often linked together. And the Holy Spirit flows through us. And if you're a Spirit-filled believer, you're a follower of Jesus, the gifts have most likely been flowing in your life, but you just sometimes don't recognize them because we don't have understanding. And God wants to help us to grasp that and to run with it in our lives. 1 Corinthians 12, 31 says, eagerly desire the greater or best gifts. I think wisdom is one, one of the best gifts to seek. If God reveals something to you, you need wisdom to know what to do with it. The word of wisdom is sometimes confused with normal wisdom in the journey of life, but that is not necessarily a spiritual gift. The main theme of the book of Proverbs is wisdom from God in life. I remember when we were youth leaders many years ago and Mary Lynn and I were learning how to walk in the Spirit. She had a dream one night and there was a couple of young people coming to youth group and they were living a very compromising lifestyle. They were from Christian families, but they were out partying and doing some really crazy stuff. Mary Lynn had a dream of them in an accident and getting seriously injured. And she knew it was a God dream because just she wasn't thinking about them. She didn't know what to do with it. She went and talked to the parents of the people, and they got really angry and upset. How dare you judging our young people and da da da? Well, three weeks later, the accident happened, as the Holy Spirit warned. Thankfully, they didn't die, but one of them got seriously injured, and it was a huge wake-up call. But we then talked to our pastor, said that was God. But what did we do wrong? Because they all got upset. Said. They gave us wisdom. Say, the Holy Spirit revealed that sometimes what He wants you to do is to give you insight so you can pray, first of all. So you need to know when God shows you something about a person or a situation, the next thing is, Lord, with wisdom, what do I do with this? Sometimes it's just to pray. I say, Lord, do I just pray and ask for your breakthrough and protection? Second thing, sometimes He wants you to speak to the person. Sometimes, if you're in a leadership role or you're a parent in a household, it's time to speak to the whole family or group of influence if that's what God has given you. But you get wisdom on that. Sometimes it's to go and share it with a pastor or a leader, not to the person directly themselves. How many times have we heard from God and then we've messed it up because we haven't had wisdom to know how or what to do with it? I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to learn with maturity and wisdom. Sometimes we'll be someone at work, they're not a Christian, God will give you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge for them. You don't bowl up and say, God just told me. I don't even believe in God. In the next conversation, you're having to say, hey, I was just thinking about this. And you ask a question leading out of what you feel God's showing you. And then they think, oh, how did you know to ask about my family or my finances? And the Holy Spirit has given you a word. And then wisdom will show you how to communicate that in a very natural way because they don't understand the supernatural way. So to say God says, or to preach three verses from the Bible. Out, and, hey, I woke up the other morning. This is what God showed me. And you, you pull out and read a whole psalm to them. They're going to be thinking, wow, what's that? 
and believe in the Bible. So, but you can take to what God's showing you and you can speak to them in a conversation. I regularly talk to people. I'm quoting the Bible to them, but they have got no idea I'm speaking out of the Bible. They've got no idea because I don't chap- speak chapter and verse and I just put the context from my heart and they say, well, I can't forget those words you spoke. I thought, yeah, I know because it was the living word of God. And the Holy Spirit takes it. But we've got to be wise about how we communicate the supernatural parts of what the Holy Spirit gives us for our own lives, our, our families, our situations. And we've done discredit sometimes to the Lord because we just haven't known how wisdom when God starts to use us. That's why it's safe to do it in a life group or a church environment or a safe group of prayer group where you learn and occasionally you make a mistake. You get half the message from the Spirit and then you add your own a half of what you'd like to have happen. So it's sort of half God, half man. We've all done that sometimes, haven't we? You know, desire to bless someone. I've seen people get a true prophetic word from God and then the first part thinking, yeah! And then the second part thinking, whoa, what was that? It was their own soul mixed with this word of the Spirit. And that's just a growing thing. So don't beat each other up. Let's grow in this wisdom. So this wisdom can flow. James 1.5 says, If any relaxed wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. God will impart wisdom to anyone who asks for it and is diligent to discover and receive it. But the word of wisdom is a supernatural provision of wisdom for a particular personal situation. There are so many examples in the Bible. I love Jesus because He manifests all these gifts regularly. What happened when they challenged Him about should they pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus got a word of wisdom, gets a coin and says, give to Caesar what's Caesar and give to God what's God's. And they sort of go away shaking their head thinking, how do we argue with that? <laughs> what about the woman caught in adultery? He's without sin, cast the first stone. That was the only way it could unravel that from their religious judgment. That's a word of wisdom that just cut right through all the other stuff and got to the heart of the matter. How awesome when God does that in your family. Words of knowledge and words of wisdom. I'll never, I'll never forget um, Pastor Russell Evans who uh, leads Planet Shakers, amazing church in Melbourne. When he was a young guy, he was still sorting out his life. He was about 15. And one day he snuck off to go and see the movies that he wasn't supposed to go and see. His mum was a praying woman led by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit shows her where he is and what he's watching. And she's a bold lady. I knew Lorraine Evans. She gets in the car, goes to the cinema, walks in the back door, walks in the cinema and yells out in the middle of the movie, Russell Evans, get out of here. (laughs) True story. (laughs) Well, he never ever did that again because he realized that that his mum had a hotline to heaven. The Holy Spirit was going to expose him for anything he did wrong. I love that. (laughs) Uh, If you're led by the Spirit, He can show you what you need to know supernaturally. And we we just rely naturally. And He's gone on to be a man of the Spirit that is in touch because He remembers those events and the power had changed His life. Another time He was, uh, God was really calling Him and He was fighting and resisting. And Danny Guglamucci's youth pastor ring him up and says, you're, you're thinking of not coming to youth camp this year, aren't you? For these three reasons. And I was thinking, oh God, I can't hide from you. 
He went and had an encounter with God, and that's when he launched into ministry. See, God loves us so much. He loves your kids. He loves the people in our neighborhood. The word of knowledge is a piece of supernatural knowledge that you do not know. And that can be just a a little snippet, like in one of the kids, or a new Christian that you're discipling. They're a bit scared, so they only tell you half the story. And you're listening thinking, "Uh uh-uh, there's more to it than this. You say, well, tell me the rest of the story. What do you mean the rest of the story? And then they start to realize that the word of knowledge exposes. One of the most powerful stories on the word of knowledge, and we'll finish with this today, is Pastor Brian Houston's father, Frank. I remember many years ago when he planted a church in Sydney. He was overseas ministering in England. And the Sunday he was away, a newer person in the church somehow stole a whole pile of the offering from the church. I don't know how it happened, but they, they took thousands of dollars out of the offering. Somehow it, they did it. So Pastor Frank's over in uh, England, and one of the sister pastors says, you know, this happened last week. So he goes to prayer, and the Holy Spirit gives him a clear picture, and uh, church is on, and he says, the Holy Spirit's just showed me the guy who stole it is wearing a blue shirt. He's in the fourth row, fifth from the end of the row. Go and get him now. True story. Sister Pastor walks out, grabs the guy, says, hey, can we talk to you about something? And then he confessed. Pastor was in England, got a word of knowledge so specific that they identified the guy and that saved his life from going down a life of compromise and crime. See, the Holy Spirit is so powerful and knows all things. Some of the parents here, you're nodding your head saying, hey, we've had a few of those happen. And maybe when you were a kid, if you had Christian parents, it happened to you because God loves us so much. It doesn't happen every day, but it happens when you need it or if you're hungry and wanting it. It says, desire earnestly the spiritual gifts, especially prophecy, which is about insight. And we'll talk about that um, next week or the week after. I encourage you, don't be afraid of that. I love the supernatural because it makes life so exciting. I learned when I'd be praying with people and, and at the end of the prayer, I'd open my eyes and they're, they're crying. I says, what's touched your heart today? They said, you prayed about this and this and this and that's the three key things that I've been wrestling with. They said, how do you know how to pray for that? And I realized the Holy Spirit was leading me as I prayed for people, just very naturally, just I'd feel a nudge to pray about this or that. And that's when I learned the Holy Spirit flows through us when we pray, when we talk. You can be just talking with your eyes open and the Holy, you're talking to the Holy Spirit and you're talking to the person, you're listening and it's a three-way conversation going on most of the time in our lives. That's how I live most of the time. Whenever I'm talking to someone, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit just in case there's some extra download that I need to have. And when it comes, the conversation changes. Sometimes it's just a nudge and it builds over time. It's not a radical thing. It's you just sort of, every time you pray for that person, you feel stirred about this. And you just pray and pray. And then a day will come where they ring you up and say, hey, can I talk to you about this in my life? And you're prepared because every time you prayed for them, God's showing you that that's their issue. That's the problem. It's great when you're sharing with people who are not yet Christians. Blows them out of the water. I love Don McDill because he flows like that all the time. That's why he leads so many people to Jesus. Because one of the reasons he just listens to the voice of the Holy Spirit and said, now's the day. No, I don't speak today. Just pray today. I'll show you when and how. 
awesome. How awesome is our God? Let's stand in His presence. I love the Holy Spirit of God. We've only got to one and a half through, so it's going to take a couple of weeks to get through this nine. They are in groupings, but I wanted to lay a good foundation today and encourage you. Don't be afraid. Some of you have been used of God and the gifts of Spirit, but you just, you just haven't pursued it. You think, oh, well, I'm not really confident. It's just very natural. The more natural you are with it, the more supernatural the results. You know? You don't have to go all spiritual and weird and get this um, prophetic voice on you. Just, just be real. Jesus was so natural. That's why the crowds loved him. They hated the religious people who put on all these airs and graces, but they loved Jesus because he was led naturally by the Holy Spirit. And I believe that God's going to just continue to do amazing things in and through our lives. Why don't we reach up to heaven and reach up as if we're receiving some gifts. Many of us have got gifts, but I hope we haven't got them packed away in the cupboard. And the gifts, the Holy Spirit wants to give us gifts. Some of you know and you're flowing in them. Some of it's just so practical, you don't even call it a gift. You help and fix someone's car and you're thinking, Holy Spirit, what's the real issue here? All of a sudden, think, go and try that. And you realize it was a Holy Spirit word of wisdom or knowledge because you wouldn't have checked that out until the last resort. Oh, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Lord, you've equipped us. Reach up to heaven for a moment. You've equipped us, Lord. Lord, you've poured out your gifts of your Holy Spirit. And I just pray, Father, that as people, as a church, we would move more naturally and powerful in these supernatural downloads that just come into our hearts, that help us to live godly lives. Lord, to help us be fruitful in our workplaces, in our families, in our friendships. Lord, help us to reach the broken and lost with the hope of Jesus Christ. Lord, that just cuts through the excuses and the fears and the pain and the lies of the enemy. And the truth comes and brings words of wisdom and words of knowledge and discerning of spirits, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that you've equipped us with everything we need for life and godliness. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, Lord, I pray you would help some of us break through those fears I'm thinking, is it me or is it God or the enemy speaking? Lord, teach us how to really, really grow in discernment, knowing the voice of the Holy Spirit for our lives and, and all that we are and do. Lord, I just pray for some that are afraid, afraid of making a mistake and, and appearing more spiritual than they are, thinking, well, I'm still wrestling through some stuff. So how could God use me until I get all that sorted out? God used the disciples while they were still sorting their lives out. He uses us while we're under construction. He uses us. Don't let the enemy lie and say, well, if you, when you get that all sorted, then I'll use you. No, he'll use you now because his spirit lives within you and wants to flow out of you like a river of living water. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.